Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, June 30th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A couple of area universities are charter members of a new football league. The idea came from the spouse of Fontbonne University president, Nancy Blattner. My husband said to me, well, just start your own league. And I said, Tim, why would you say that to me? In fact, I dismissed the thought. And then later I started thinking about, well, why wouldn't we start our own league? We'll have more on the Upstart Midwest Sprint Football League in just a few minutes. The Missouri House votes today on an extension of the tax that funds the state's share of Medicaid. The measure does not include any controversial amendments, but as St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, a separate proposal to defund Planned Parenthood is also going to the House floor. The House Budget Committee approved the tax on health care providers that funds Medicaid on a 27-2 vote. It's already passed the Senate and is free from prohibitions on certain kinds of birth control. But a separate measure prohibiting Planned Parenthood from receiving any public funds, even for non-abortion-related health care, also passed. Susan Klein of Missouri Right to Life testified that lawmakers have an obligation to stop any money from going to abortion providers. Whether you're putting it in one pocket and talking about an affiliate, uh, we know that that subsidization of the abortion industry allows the killing of innocent human lives to go on. The Senate did not pass any language defunding Planned Parenthood during the current special session. In Jefferson City, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. A major New York credit rating agency has upgraded Illinois' creditworthiness for the first time since 1998. Before the boost, Moody's Investors Service had rated Illinois at one notch above junk status ever since the state was in its second year without a budget under former Governor Bruce Rauner. Governor J.B. Pritzker and other Democrats in charge of state government are already boasting about the move, giving themselves credit for putting Illinois on more stable financial footing coming out of the pandemic and related recession. The number of coronavirus cases in Missouri is increasing after months of decline. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports many of the new cases involve a newly emerging coronavirus variant that is more contagious and potentially more deadly. State health officials say the fast-spreading Delta variant accounts for approximately half of new cases involving variants in Missouri. Doctors say it's likely more widespread in areas of the state with large outbreaks. Average cases are rising in the southwest part of the state around Springfield, Joplin, and Lebanon, as well as in the north-central part of the state. Steve Edwards is the CEO of the Springfield-based Cox Health. He says more people need to get the COVID vaccine to keep the virus from spreading. I would encourage anyone in a community that doesn't have a strong number of variants, especially Delta, that the window is still open to protect yourself. Edwards says the health system last week examined viral genetics from 56 hospitalized COVID patients. Of those, 50 were infected with the Delta variant. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. At least 15 state employees in Jefferson City have tested positive this week for COVID-19. They work in the Truman Building. More than 100 workers that are in that building and those that have been in contact with them are being offered COVID-19 testing. People who have been in contact with those people who tested positive are being asked to work from home. Governor Mike Parson required state employees to come back to work on May 17th. Metro Transit launched a fleet of 18 electric buses yesterday. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Kendall Crawford reports it's one of the largest deployments of electric buses in the country. These zero-emission vehicles will transport people along the Grand Metro bus route, running from north to south St. Louis. Mayor Tashara Jones says the buses are an important step in assisting St. Louis neighborhoods harmed by air pollution. Some of these neighborhoods will be the very first to enjoy healthier benefits and healthier air with the launch of this program. In addition to being eco-friendly, transit officials say the buses offer a smoother and quieter experience overall. Each bus's battery takes a little over an hour to charge to full capacity. I'm Kendall Crawford, St. Louis Public Radio. Fontbon and Quincy Universities are founding members of the Midwest Sprint Football League, which begins play in 2022. Two universities in Kentucky and a couple more in Indiana have also signed up for the first season. Fontbon President Nancy Blattner is the first chair of the league's Board of Governors. I spoke with her about the differences between sprint football and the regular version of the sport. Sprint football is lightweight football. All the players weigh in and have to be at 178 pounds or less. Other than that, sprint football conforms to all of the other collegiate football uh, rules and regulations. It's full contact sport and it's 11 on 11. So it's a very fast and agile type of football. Instead of seeing a 350-pound down lineman tackling a, a quarterback that might weigh half that weight, everybody's a very comparable size. Tell me about the origins of the Midwest Sprint Football League. When I was the president of Caldwell University in New Jersey for 11 years, we had the opportunity to join in 2017 the only collegiate sprint football league in existence at that time. When I moved to Pompon a year ago as the president, I was bemoaning the fact that we couldn't play in that league because we're just too geographically distant. As a result, my husband said to me, well, just start your own league. And I said, Tim, why would you say that to me? In fact, I dismissed the thought. And then later I started thinking about, well, why wouldn't we start our own league? So I called my Vice President for Athletics, who's my AD, Maria Buckle, and she's a Pompon alum. And I said, Maria, what would you think about this? And she said, I'm in. Tell me all about it. And so our work really began in January of this year where we started to put the league together. Did that surprise you that things moved so quickly? It did in a way because, as I've said before, higher education at times is notorious for moving a bit slowly. And people usually laugh when I say that. But I think it really speaks to the collaboration and the vision of the presidents who came on board very quickly. I think that they saw the many benefits that can happen as a result of bringing a sprint football team to the campus. Outline those benefits. In addition to bringing about 80 male students to the campus, so that's the current roster cap. So we grow in the number of students we have on campus. But for many of us, Bonbon too was a female college, a women's college prior to becoming co-ed many years ago, but still, as in most of higher education, at the undergraduate level, there are more women studying than men. So this brings a little bit of gender balance. It also can increase diversity. In addition, it just really brings a sense of excitement around the sport of football. And most importantly for our student athletes, it provides them an opportunity to continue playing a sport at which they excel but for which they may not be equipped to compete at a D1, D2, or three institution. There will be critics out there who say 
the money that will go into this would probably be better spent in other areas with even more of a solid focus on academics or other aspects of a university life. How do you respond to those criticisms? I would respond in two ways. One, uh, one of the leading donors for this initiative is also being very generous to donate to the startup of our nursing program on the campus. And I think that all of us can agree just coming out of this pandemic that there's a critical shortage of nurses, not just in St. Louis or in Missouri, but in the nation. And that this donor is not only helping us to start this very exciting sprint football program, but also our nursing program. So I think that's the first response. And the second is that the program itself will bring in revenues far beyond the expenses, even in its first year of operation so that those revenues will help us to fund and support ongoing programs, as well as to start new programs. So I think that's that's one of the the responses to that criticism that's very fair. That was Fontbonne University President Nancy Blattner speaking about the Upstart Midwest Sprint Football League. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.